Your favorite favorites are back. Welcome to a new episode of Crayon vs. Culture, hosted by LaShonda. My black community, why are we like this? Along with Fee. What I'm saying, let's look within our own country, people. And Ace. Then on top of that, how can you trust, you know, these new people that come around you? And they're the cast of Crayon vs. Culture. Welcome to another episode of Crayon vs. Culture. It's just me today, um, and I'm joined by, if you don't know, she was on season one, uh, Zalika. Um, follow her on Instagram. Go learn something over there. Um, but uh, she she has these segments, and I've also felt this way, but she's creative with it. Um, she has it where she tells these story about basically the white savior complex that um, I guess basically Africa has faced, and even Black people in the continent of or North America, well, USA has faced. Can you give us a little bit about that? Like, what is about, what is about this complex that you tag on it so much? And it's funny sometimes. It's funny. I mean, it is. I think I think it's uh, it's something that I found myself um, caught up between like, as someone who lived both on the continent and here, um, living in a hyphen of being like um, Liberian American is that I, I've seen a lot of people from the West that see this need to help Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a lot of times you think Africa, people have come to think of Africa as poor, poverty, and all these things that we need to help. And in that, that intention to help, we become this, this savior. Um, the white savior complex um, was a term that was coined by the, um, a Nigerian writer. Uh, it is it folk, it's almost like the, the military complex. Like it's a, a need to want to help. White people need to face, fix or save things. Like you've seen in movies, <laughs> you see it everywhere where they're like, you know, he swoops in and saves the day. Like this poor black boy from the hood has a white teacher, save the day. This poor black girl, <laughs> something, she has a little white friend, saves the day. White people are like, okay, we should backpack to Africa and then go in there and go to an orphanage and fix it. White people are like, oh, so I think for me, it's, it's funny, but it's also a way of me educating people. Of like, you see the problematic nature in your intentions. Do you mm-hmm. see why it's bad for you to just go to a place and try to fix things only because of who you are, which is a white person. You don't have no skills, no experience, no resources. You're just coming in because you're like, I should fix that, you know, like people, what are you trying to say? People are dying, why shouldn't I help? It's like, I'm not saying don't help. I'm just saying that mentality of thinking you are the only one I can help is the problem, so yeah. And then what about that doctor? I forgot what country she went to. Uganda. And she was, huh? It was where? Uganda. Uganda, and she was over there, not a license to, practice medicine and basically her name, is Renee. her name is Renee Bark she went to Uganda yes yes and I read about that and then I saw when you posted it and I'm just like this lady really did this like you're that bold with this idea of I can save you that you think you can go do medical procedures on people's kids yes and have them dying and nobody shut you down yeah why didn't you shut, shut her down 
And as we hear having this conversation, she just got engaged. She posted online, like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like there's no, no accountability. She's not in jail. And she killed a lot of kids in Uganda. And if you follow No White Saviors, they bring this up all the time. They're still trying to educate people about this. What happens are people coming for medical missions, which is another thing people do. Just like they go visit orphanage. They're like, hey, you know, I'm in medical school or maybe I'm a nurse or something. I'm going to go to Africa and try to help, you know, go to a clinic somewhere. There's mm -hmm. also people who are just volunteering, which most of the times they might just be in the way. But that's just me. They're like, hey, I'm going to go to a hospital and help. If you, like me, most of my training is in education. I have no sort of dealings with um, health related, except for recently when I decided I wanted to do public health. Um, but I think you can't just, I can't just show up at a place at a hospital and say, hey, you know, give me some, some band-aid and I'm going to start putting it out on the kids. Like you, you can't do that. Even here in the States, like I feel like a lot of times with the white savior complex, they, because they want to save so much, they forget where they are. What she did, she knows, she's from Virginia. She definitely cannot do that here. If she came and went to a hospital, nobody, first of all, nobody's going to let her be near nobody kids. But I think people take advantage of the situation being like, it is the continent. Sadly, sometimes some places people see just their skin color. They, their assumption is that they know best. It's like they know what they're doing. There's no way a white man will come to this village and not know what he's doing. The truth is he doesn't. But people because are he's willing. white, he gets that automatic privilege versus if it was your own black person coming, that actually has the background. You're yeah. gonna be like, oh no, where your paper, where your this, where that. But if yeah. a regular John Doe come and be like, yeah, I just wanna take some kids and go test this out on them. Here, have my kid. Yes, that is it. Because of this, you know, there's history to this sometimes. There's a long history of white people coming to villages with the Bible and bringing their white Jesus. The missionary. So, oh, yeah. there you go, white Jesus. So people yeah, know. <laughs> so people know when they see white people what it represents it's like they're coming from this almost heavenly place and they're coming to bring us salvation or love whatever it is like this they were born a in a manger those wrapping yeah. cloth with the with the wise men and everything like <laughs> it's a package deal so i think people think it's easier even with photographers they go to the the to the continent they take pictures of places and things you you it's unbelievable but it's because people let them into their lives because of who they are they see a white man they're like hey you know you look like you can be here so yeah no the the white jesus thing um i think we as people black people whether you're black american or whether you're in africa or whatever we have to be careful with with that ideology because this is why we're in the mess we're in right now um i saw something and I, online the other day you said any religion that tells you to be nice to your enemy, enemy is brought to you by the enemy your enemy is the one who's telling you you know it's mind tricks there is mind trickery because yeah. even within the same book that they claim is supposed to save us and do other stuff, which I know. I'm not saying the Bible's um, false, so don't take that wrong, listeners. I'm saying this Bible has been along for so long, people have manipulated it to basically um, fit their narrative. Yeah. Fit their narrative and basically control people. That same book, somewhere in it, made them think that it's okay to have slaves. Now, the, yep. the, the Jesus I know, I don't think that's what it said or what it was supposed to be saying. So you mean to tell me you can do me wrong all this time and I'm just supposed to be like, okay, do it. It's okay. Like, no, like we have to be careful and understand like 
these people have created this Jesus and they're using it to manipulate and get their way with certain things. And that's why we in this mess we in, especially in America. And I'm just like, that's why this orange Timmy fool is running around here right now because y'all have given him this platform based on, oh, what would Jesus do? I don't think Jesus would want him in the White House. Like he's everything that is not what Christianity is. Yeah. Um, so with, with that being said, not just to keep it negative, no one just keep it negative. Do you feel like there could be some type of allyship with yeah. certain white people? Or like, I, some people be like, no, all white people are bad. I know people like that. Like, you know, I'm like, I won't nah. say, because I don't want to say all black people are bad. I don't want people to say that about black people. We, every, every group has their, their people. Yeah, I think, I don't, I don't think that. I say that all the time online. Um, you know this. I have a mm-hmm. lot of white friends, white people. I don't want to be pulled the white card. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, the conversation is never that one group is bad or one group is good. It's the mentality of this saviorism complex that we need to, to talk, talk to. Unfortunately, a lot of time, almost 99.9% of the times, it's white people that's involved in this. I want to fix it. I want to save this. I can do this. I think there is a possibility for allyship. And what that looks like is that it's coming from the continent, is that people from the continent are like, okay, we need this fixed. And then people from here are like, okay, I'm gonna work with you to do that. But what happens is the other way around. People from here are like, I need to fix this. Nobody asks them what they need to fix something. They don't know where they're going. They have no conversation with the people in the community. They're just like, so I think this conversation of allyship should always start on where the, pro- where the problem or where the crisis or where you're going to give aid. That's yeah. where real allyship come in. Also, you're not trying to be the voice for the voiceless. You are just creating enough space for people who don't have a voice to use their own voice. That's what the problem is. It's not like, okay, I'm be the voice for the voiceless. Nobody told you, you are a 20-year-old girl from Virginia. You can't go fix people who are 30, 40, 50 year old who's been living in Uganda all their life, who's been practicing medicine. You are no better than they are. If you think just because you are white or you grew up in, in the West, even if you're brown, I talk about this. I had a whole story on Instagram about brown saviors because we do have people who are from here, who are black, who go back to the continent. And the first thing they're like, I want to visit a, a charity. I want to visit an orphanage and give out food. And they take pictures and they come back. They're like, oh, I give back to my people. I understand. It's a nice gesture. My only problem is why is it that you went there? You didn't go looking like, hey, I want to go find the Kwame Nkrumah Library and try to educate myself. Or I want to find the first university that ever was on the continent. Why didn't you go looking for the things that instead you went looking for things that were missing? You didn't go looking for things that would enhance yourself or the people or community connection. And why did you feel the need to video yourself or capture yourself doing that, that? part? You know, so I'm like, you you have to think about your intention and who does it benefit? What impact does your photo have when you come back and say, look, I went to this orphanage in, you know, Kigali or whatever you went. So I think for me, there is possibility for allyship, but we always have to be careful. There's a lot of layers. It's never easy. When I make these stories online, people are like, so what are you telling us to do? What do you think? I shouldn't go. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. You're not listening. I'm saying do what you're doing, but pay attention to your, your intentions. Pay attention. Because if you want to do good, that orphanage thing you're doing, you can still do it. But why do you feel the need to take a photo of you giving someone one cup of rice, come back and post that as your profile picture for the next three years? Because now all people remember is from that little place. Every time I hear the name Kigali or wherever else you went somewhere in Africa, I'm going to think, you know, there is a lot of poor kids. I went there last time. 
Or you could do that, keep your photos to yourself. You always remember that for your own memories. I mean, and just make sure that whatever you are doing it aligns with your experience. For example, if you are really good with computers and you went there some little kids somewhere that actually they've never seen a computer, they want to understand what this is, you could put up, show them what you're doing. That way you're sharing skills with people. You're really literally giving back to your people instead of just saying, okay, I don't know what I bring to the table, so I'm just going to hand out some biscuits. and Something stuff. tangible is what you're saying. Right. I'm saying, I'm saying, we need to, if we really think or believe that African people will rise, we need to just stop giving them fish. We need to teach them how to fish. What that looks like is whatever skills you acquire from the West or whatever skills you already have, it could be anything. It's not even a big thing. If you know how to dribble a ball, you're really good. You play basketball. You go over there, you get kids basketball, you teach them how to play basketball. That's different than just collecting old books, old shirts, old shoes, and giving it to them. Because the more you give people old shoes, now you're putting other people out of work. There's someone in that village that should be fixing shoes that's no longer doing that. So I think um, you need to think about your, your, your thing. A lot of times I see online intentions, impact. You have to always think, like, is the impact bigger than my intention? Because you might say, I, I intended, I really wanted to help little girls. Okay, that's nice. What did you do? Oh, I went and I give them a lot of like, my old sweaters or my old stuff. Mm, I mean, that's nice. That's one thing. Or you could be like, okay, I started, I give money to this group of people where little girls are now learning to knit their own sweaters. So they no longer have to wait for you and your old sweaters. You know what I'm saying? So I think people need to think beyond that, that just right there pictures. And you know, a lot of us are doing it for the gram. So people need to start doing it for the gram. And that's, the, and that's why I think lately, like the last two, three months, I've become jaded with Instagram. I kind of live in Twitter world right now because it's, it's crazy and it's entertainment. And it's like people are actually thinking is more conscious versus Instagram. I'm just going to do this for a photo op. And it's just like, like you said, brown people are doing it too. And it's just like, these people, didn't, they, they've been living like this, right? Let's find a way to make their lives easier. They didn't ask you to change it because what you're doing in America may not be conducive for what they're doing there in their village. Like you have lights. You can just go and flip on lights and do whatever you want to do in your house. They don't have that ability. So how can we take what they have and create it so that they can function better or you know it can be more efficient. So I, I I definitely understand that. And I I wouldn't with as far as allyship, it's cool with white people, brown people want to help. But my whole thing is especially what you're saying, listen, stop talking and stop coming up with your own thing. Cause even right now, example right now, um, I'm in a situation where I guess I just got a new boss. Instead of listening you've only been here about three weeks my brother but you want to come i want to overhaul all this stuff first of all you don't know why it works the way it works you got to chill but you my boss i'm gonna let you do what you want to do and and just watch everything collapse i'm not doing this with you but it goes back to the example of sometimes shut up and and open your ears and see where people actually need you and then you'd be like oh you know what Oh, they need to need to fix that infrastructure. Oh, I know a grassroots that can possibly fix the roads. Oh, I know how to get y'all around so you're not jumping into potholes that, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of create that situation. But I think sometimes people, like you said, they want to do it for the gram. Okay, take away the gram. Would you really want to do it? That's that's my whole thing. They probably won't want to do that. That's the thing. I think outside of outside of that. I don't think a lot of people want to um, do more. 
Because volunteering is hard work. It is. It is. It's very and hard. And it can be draining because some days you feel like, am I doing this right? And that's the thing. Even now, when people talk about activism and, and people doing community organizing, those are two different things. What you see online of people saying, hashtag, you know, NSARS and all this stuff and they protest, that took a lot of organizing. Sometimes you don't have to be in the front line holding up your fits and, and yelling. People like that part, which is great. But then when you go home, there's a lot more can be done that you don't have to be out there. There's the organizing part, like I talk about. These protesters need to be coming back every day. How are they going to get there? How are they going to eat? And how are the demands getting met? Look, those are things that you have. There's organizing, and I understand not everybody's involved, but as much as protests and, and, and hashtags are great, those are just like the icing. When you cut- That's the, what we see. Exactly. Not the backstory. There are layers to organizing, community organizing that people um, have to be committed to be in for the long run. It's not just like I say all the time. It's not just because, you know, trending. It's been over two months since we have Black Square Tuesday or whatever it is. And a lot of And there was no role playing with it. Right. It was and people, July 7th. Yeah. And I was like, so what's going to come out of this? Nothing. Um, people are just going back to their their regular um you know me me program. me life yeah and for me with this whole when george floyd and all that the the rioting and everything started i knew i have asthma i wasn't going out to to protest anything with covid not that i'm opposed to it thank you everybody did but i was like what can i do that doesn't put me in harm's way so I donated and did other stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like keeping people out of jail, making sure people have water, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like, like you said, there's other ways to use it, but people first thing first is how this is going to make me look online. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think we are a group that care a lot about individuality. And I think that's how America is, the West is. We mm -hmm. care about me, 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 me. I want to be rich. I want to be this. I want to be it. Everything is about what I can do. What am I getting the, out of it? Right. And that's the difference between here and the continent. The continent is very community oriented. Everybody's in everybody's business. All your uncle, aunties knows everyone. And I'm sure you know. Um, can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, you got frozen oh. for a little bit. Oh, okay. Great. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I think because of that community versus this individuality stuff or individualistic behavior, I think, I really think the possibility of the continent, something great happening on the continent, I'm, I'm really hopeful for what will happen. Because people over here, too, they pay attention too much about what you can do for me and what can I show on the gram as my, you know, my photo, like, can I be on the front line and all that stuff. So I think that that is not what I'm about. And I try to at least educate people as much as I can from the comfort of this office. Yeah, no, but you're you're doing it. And I, I love I love the stories. I'm like, oh, what are we learning today? Like the other day we learned about flags. And I was like, yeah, these flags start looking alike. I, I can't, you know, so. Yeah, I, I had a whole thing that I had planned about like African sheroes, but I was just, I was tired. I was like, y'all gonna learn about these flags today. I'm tired, I'm not putting this takes too much time i'm tired yeah no there's just nothing wrong with that but i mean in in the, the scheme of things like we're talking about white saverism and stuff like that i think you're doing a good job to bring awareness to what is actually going on and if people actually pay attention they can see it in their everyday life like i didn't ask you to go do that but you went and did it you know what i'm saying so you kind of see it and you're like oh you think i need your saving i didn't ask you to go 
just just move because they always feel like, oh, the poor black girl. Like, are you okay? And they're just looking at them like, I'm better off than you. Leave me, like, leave me alone. Like, yes. so I, I I think I enjoy your stories. I love how you come from a, hey guys, let's learn a day. And then there's like always something informative. Um, like I said, I encourage all our listeners and everybody, go check it out. Go learn something. Yeah, and- please do. Even if there's no news stories, I have a whole lot on there. There's stuff about people lightening the skin and, and there's stuff about- Oh, the bleaching part. Remember, we talked about that oh, yeah. offline and that yes. was hilarious. That was hilarious. So there's a lot, of, I have a lot of different things, even about the US. Like I said, I live in a hyphen. So I try to talk about both things on the continent and here. I talk about black folks here and I talk about um the- Black life movement, what it means. Even people who are in the South, I talk about the flags that you see all the time that might be intimidating and, and what does that mean? And people who are quote unquote white nationalists, what does that look it's like? It's the I heritage. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. But I love black yes. people. I'm not racist. Exactly. Yeah, so I talk yeah, about are. all those things. I talk about stereotypes, how you play into that. So you can just scroll across and try to learn. It takes a lot of time, so I, I'm tired most days. But <laughs> no, it takes a lot because you're always gonna have people that try to combat what is actually true. So I don't know how you do it. I don't have the energy so to I do it. I block them. I block them. Trust me. I oh really? Them. I started that on Twitter. Block it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I I take my time because my number one goal is to educate people. If you step into my thing, my this is just our access. If you're here to learn, we can have a conversation. If you said, like we talk about white Jesus, if you say, I don't think Jesus was white, I think this. And I'm like, why do you think that? We have the conversation. We go back and forth. I learn from you. I'm like, okay, I corrected myself a couple of times. I'd be like, listen, I know I said this, but you know, someone brought to my attention. It might not be this way. But if mm. you're going to come into my inbox, like, first of all, you're wrong. Jesus was definitely white. He looked like me. His eyes was blue. And I have pictures and all this stuff. I'm going to be like, have a nice day, sir. Blah. Because I'm not going to waste my time. If you already made up your mind, then you, there's no room for me or you to grow. So I don't I don't engage with people, especially even in the comments. I don't go back and forth. And I'm getting I, to that point myself. Um, I think with the, my most recent birthday and, and being 35 right now, I'm choosing what I want to engage in. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? So I'm choosing what I want to engage in. Like, um, I don't know if you heard the latest where we was talking about people um, being the, the, their lifestyle. That's not my business. <laughs> that has nothing to do with me. Do, do whatever you want to do with your parts. As long as you're not harming children, I don't care. But people want to argue Oh, the same Bible that they can't stand, they want to argue that's what the Bible said. Make it make sense. Thank you. That's (laughs) why I said, even with the NSARS movement right now on the continent, there's a group of um, uh, LGBTQ, I'm not sure if I'm getting this right, but there's a group of people who are part of um, the lesbian, gay, and trans community in Africa, in Nigeria, that wanted to be part of this movement. And now people within that movement were saying, no, you can't because gay is wrong and is homosexual is illegal and they have signs that say because the bible said so that's why i was saying i was like wait let me understand something <laughs> so we we're really gonna sit here and try to divide people and say this using the bible to explain but then the same jesus you are using to explain who brought that to you is this not the same white people I'm exactly the same people that you're trying to dismantle and discredit you're using their words to basically marginalize your own people that sounds crazy. I think I think a, a <laughs> lot of things. 
a lot of things of all religion and i'm christian i was born into lutheran church yeah. as you know they take us to church they do other stuff yeah like we I, we stay in church i have yeah. my relationship with god and i my only thing that as i grow i continue to question is the role of christianity in oppressing people that look like me you can't keep using the bible to treat people badly all no. the people who do terrible things here in the U.S., like they're so, after this, they're like, I don't like black people. I want separation, all this stuff. Next thing you know, they're like, because God said, and it's like, you, you have to pay. Jesus told me. Yeah, you can't keep using Christianity to oppress people. I'm not here for that. So. No, you have to be very careful. And I'm just like, we as black people, whether you're in, in motherland or here in America, we got enough issues. Don't don't pick and choose in that book to to basically like you said oppress your own people it's very um counterproductive and it's just going to create um division and it's going to do us more harm than it is good and hence here we are with that fool in the white house that's why we in this mess right now because people want to want to pick and choose this that and the other and it's all about me 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 like you said me 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 what is beneficial to me not what is good for humanity period like no. I missed the time, maybe because I was young and naive. Like in the '90s in America, we were all just chilling. But now it seems like social media and everything else has created all these unnecessary underlying issues that have come to the forefront and created this unnecessary foolishness that we all just looking like, how did we even get here? Exactly. I know how we got here because people decided to vote out a black man. They were like, I've had enough after this. Was Agent Orange is a direct result of America being so mad that they had a black president that they. So you got. So we're all gonna suffer, including my yeah. ass. That's what happened to. That's, <laughs> this is this is exactly what happened. So here we are. I I, I feel that that's like retribution for 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 a black man, that's and that just shows you how sick people are. Like, you worry about something. I'm worried about your character. Exactly. Let's not forget this man, even before he was president, all he spent all his time trying to do things to harm people that look like me. In fact, the president that looked just like me, he said he's not from here. He's from Africa. He's not from here. He tried to discredit him every day of his life until that eight years were over. He said, you are not from here. Show me He told him the whole time. The whole time. He didn't even try to hide it. And if, for people to be supporting someone who just, and people really believed it. He was like, he's not from here. He's from Kenya. Um, As much as that sounds cool, his dad's from Kenya. He's not from there. I'm, nobody knows him there. So. he That man was born in Hawaii. Let, let it go. You know what I'm saying? It, so. Anything, you're the one who looked like you. You don't even know where you're from. I, I've never seen an orange person until I've seen you. I, I've never seen an orange person to him. And that's why I call him orange to me. Like he would not get those uh, procedures, that procedures name placed upon him. He can go. And whoever support him can go to. Even those of us that look like me that support him, you can go to. You're part of the problem. And you're part of the people that Harriet Tubman would have shot. that's why I say all the time. Like, I don't know if this is going to air before election or after election. People need to go out there and vote. This is not, we are not voting for anyone. We're just voting against. That's how you look at this. Like, yes. it don't matter who. You are not voting for you were voting against. Think about it that way. I don't want to hear no story about all oh, the all the same third party and all this nonsense. No, just we just vote against this orange thing and let it let it go. Like let, let it go, and we start all over. We got four years to get it together, and then we can actually by that point probably get some new blood, young blood that's actually going to be progressive to the point that they can create a harmony amongst people. Because even though we had 
even um because I, I i voted when it was what john Kerry and bush that was like my first time voting or whatever at this point i'll take a bush give me bush please listen i'll take you know how this i'll take anyone i'll take this water bottle if i need to i'll take <laughs> anything that's anything you don't even have anything to be that's green. resembling some type of hope that can turn some of this around i feel like we can do it and yeah see i like i say all the time i am immigrant i'm a woman and i'm black mm -hmm. he's attacked every single one of them immigration is huge on him he's attacked black people he's attacked yep. women's rights and i don't want no old man telling me what i can't and can't do with my uterus so with my uterus mind it when you have yours you can do what you want to do with it you don't have exactly. one and you can't tell me when and where i should be doing whatever what i'm doing with my parts that's control thing, the most, the most that's the most like hypocritical American thing I've ever seen. Like the fact that Republican people love God and they really want to control people's bodies. It's like, aren't you guys about liberty and care and all this stuff? Even women in Africa have more control of the body. Like, give me a break. Like, yeah. Why are you trying to tell people what to do? They like they reverse Roe versus Wade. We're gonna end up with people dying more. Mortality rates gonna be more. But it's it's funny though. It's gonna be their people dying because. Their people actually are the ones that are actually getting the abortions more. Let's be real. Let's look at stats. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? But people don't want to hear facts. They want to say it's an urban thing. It's a black people thing. No, it's an everybody thing. Because all of y'all that's sleeping around on y'all wives got to take your mistresses to go handle that. So you may want to think about what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, of course, we can go on and on. But, you know, it's always a pleasure talking to you yes, um you. and getting your perspective you know we have our personal conversations but it's cool to just talk and bring you back for season two um but yeah definitely listeners go follow her i'll have her information and stuff like that go learn something real quick any lasting words you want to say zalika before we we head out i think people need to just pay attention to their intentions when they want to do good yeah make sure your intentions as good as it can be Intentional means shit. Just make sure you had some sort of impact, whatever you try to do. Um, yeah, like she said, follow me. Try to, to educate yourself. Have a conversation. I do answer. Just make sure you greet me because I don't like people jumping in my DM late. And what's your, give, give us your, um, your, your, your handle on IG. Oh, my own handle, my thing is Zuleka is Z-U-L-E-K-A. And I'm sitting there with big head wrap and I talk about fufu and African things. So, you know, join me. Yeah, she's she's dope. I may be a little biased, but she dope. All right, guys, thank you for listening. It's in the family. We'll, it runs in the family. Yeah, it runs in the family. We'll holler at you guys later. <laughs> Until next time, keep living life outside the box.